Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here you. on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Woo! Episode 133. Welcome. Welcome to the Church for Confessions. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. I know. I know. It's really different right now. There is no video for today, only audio for today. So, welcome. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the whole thing, except for video. Um, yeah, for a couple reasons. Uh, you know, mostly because my batteries in my camera's dead just from this past weekend and doing everything with the poetry jam but let's talk about that poetry jam huh but uh <laughs> but you know today what i thought was was only right um i would have loved to get on this mic and talk about a lot of the things that i captured from the poetry jam because it was an amazing night and i'll talk about it more in a second but just to let you guys know what this episode is going to be like um I'm still processing everything you know what I'm saying like I'm still processing and digesting everything because it was a lot on Saturday um and I wouldn't want to just like get behind here and just start talking about the poetry jam for talking about the poetry jam's sake so instead there was a message that I preached on at the poetry jam and I looked back into my archives of episodes and I found an episode with a message uh very similar to the message that I preached and I would love to recover that and just, you know, republish that. And I hope that that's okay with you guys. Um, So today we're going to be reviving. I don't even know what episode this is, but it's from February 1st, 2021. And the episode was called Let the Storm Finish, the Game Plan for Endurance. And I hope that it blesses you. But before we get to that, before we get to the episode, before we get to talking about the message, there's something I have to say. Yes, I'm still processing everything from the Poetry Jam, but something I don't need to process is the fact that that was an unprecedented and amazing Poetry Jam. And on my list, coming into 2022, I wrote it on my list and I asked God to give me, well, not give me, but for us to have an amazing, unprecedented Poetry Jam. That was the word, unprecedented and amazing Poetry Jam. And it was unprecedented and amazing for multiple reasons. Um, I think the big one was being able to live stream to our global community. And um, that meant a lot. That meant a lot. Um, This whole show meant a lot. And I can't wait to talk about it more in depth, you know. Um, Just just give me some time. Give me some time to digest it all and to soak it all in. Um, Yeah. But if you're the person that came out or you're the person that tuned in, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Before I do anything, before I go any further, I have to thank the the right people, right? I want to thank you if you tuned in. I want to thank you if you showed up. You do not understand how much that means to me. I know it's not about me, but I, I you don't understand how much that means. <sighs> like, and and I always feel like i i'm not able to show my appreciation enough and express my appreciation enough but i just want you guys to know that you guys man 
I love you. If you're listening to this right now, if you've been supporting, if you've been showing up, if you have been tuning in, if you have been listening, if you have been watching, thank you so much for what you've been doing, man. For real. Thank you so much to everyone that performed. Lucio, Samora, Michelle, Faluke, Cameron, my sister Grace, thank you so, so, so much from the bottom of my heart. You guys were amazing. You guys were so impactful. Thank you. Thank you to my team. The ones who were there and the ones who were not there. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, Dee. Thank you, Bella. Thank you, Wom. Thank you, Aunt. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, Tolu. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, everyone. Thank you. <sighs> Interesting, you know, fun fact. This was the first time where I actually met uh, three people from the team, Philip D. and Bella. Um, and I've yet to meet some others from the team, like, in person. But God is good. You know, like, God is good, and he's blessed our team to be around the world. We got people in New York. We got people in Canada. We got people in Kenya. We got people in the bay we got people in you know what i'm saying like and, and it's just a blessing and it's only gonna get better um a couple things i'm gonna say because the reality is this if you're there on um on saturday or you tuned in on saturday then i think you know one of the one of the messages that, that was really leaned into towards the end was that an associate is taking it to the next level. And I want to be very public with that, that we are taking things to the next level, ladies and gentlemen. We're not settling. Um, we're pushing forward and we're going to, um, by the power of God, um, impact people. And it's not just going to be a number. I'm not talking about just numbers and, oh, be global and all this stuff. Global, you know, globalness is definitely, I don't know if globalness is a word, but you get what I mean. It's definitely in the vision, right, that we would love to obtain. But what I'm more focused on is spiritual maturity, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're taking it to a new level. Um, one thing I want to say is this. We have opened up an applica application Um for you to join the team if you feel led. We want to take it to another level. We need more people. We need we we want more people. Um and I believe that that's going to be that's going to happen. If you are someone who has been waiting for the opportunity to serve God with your creative skills, with your innovative ideas and you feel like you can be a blessing to this ministry, I need you to go to www.undashassociated.com/volunteer. And I need you to fill out an application. You go to www.unassociated.com and you go to um, you go to like the navigational menu and you click volunteer and you fill out that application. You can read the different descriptions. You can read, um, you know, what what each what each position does. Um, and then you select whatever position that you want to apply for and you submit that application. We'll review your application. And that's that. If you feel. Like God is putting on your heart to fill in, put in an application and potentially become a part of this team, then do so because we're open to it. And let's continue the conversation. And the second thing I'm going to say is this, and then we're going to get to the message, is that we are officially a nonprofit. Now, mind you, I'm not the type of person who's very used to asking people for money. I'm not. 
Um, <laughs> it's just it's just really not how I was raised. Like it's just not something that comes naturally for me. Um, but whether it comes naturally or not, you know, I have to do this because reality is this: if I'm passionate and we're passionate about the work that God is um, doing with this ministry, then we also have to be passionate about financing it. So I'm asking you, if you feel led. And if there's been anything that this ministry has done to impact you in any way, shape, or form, then I will ask that if you feel led to donate to this ministry, donate to this ministry with a one-time offering, or what would be even more secure for us would be a monthly commitment of however, whatever the amount that you feel is fit. Let, let the Spirit guide you on that. I'm not going to dictate what amount that you're going to give us. But whatever it is, if it's a monthly donation, that's great because then we can have some more security. So then when we're planning our next event, we know exactly what our budget has to be. No issue. We're very secure and comfortable in that. Right. But even if it's a one time donation, because we're grateful, we're grateful for everything. And there's been so many people that have been pouring in already from Saturday. And I want to continue to implore and I want to continue to encourage it. If this is a ministry that you believe in, then I would I would love, I would love, love, love your support. You can go to www.un-associated.com slash T-U-P-J-4 and you can scroll down. There's a donation form there and you can go to www.un-associated.com slash donate and there's a donation form there. Um, Yeah. <clears throat> so without further ado, um. Let's get into this episode from February 1st, 2021, a year ago. Let the storm finish. I hope you guys love it. Enjoy. I feel like Christianity today, and it's not that this is a bad thing, right? It's just that, you know, when trials come, you pray for God to deliver you from the trials. That's not bad. That's not crazy. That's not, you know, anything that I'm trying to correct. And let me let me make that very clear from the get-go. But through my study this past week, through the revelations that God has um, given to me this week, I've come to understand that there are times where we ought to pray for deliverance and where we ought to look forward to the time where our trials and tribulations end. But then there are also other times. There's an alternative type of time. There's some. There's a different type of way that we're supposed to approach our trials and tribulations. And a lot of that is endurance, how to endure them. It's not always about just being delivered from them. Sometimes the topic that we need to be talking about is how to endure them. And that's uncomfortable because we don't want storms in our life. None of us want storms in our lives. But if I tell you today that I'm going to show you that some of the storms in your life, they continue to persist for a reason. You've prayed. Today, I'm talking to the people who have faith. If you don't have faith, then Bible says faith comes from hearing and hearing of the word of God. I want you to get in the word of God and I want you to, you know, grow your faith and then maybe, you know, still listen to this episode and stuff like that. But when you have faith, I'm talking to the people who have faith today. I'm talking to the people who have had faith. You've prayed, you've fasted, you've called upon God. You have not doubted, but your problem continues to persist. This message came to me because I got to a point where it's like, I'm thinking to myself, I finally realized that I'm so upset with God that all these problems in my life that I've been praying to be delivered from, that I've been praying for, for salvation, for deliveration to come, to come from it, some of them have continued to persist and I'm upset about it. 
And you know why I'm upset about it? Because in my head, the way I've thought of it is if these problems continue to persist and I'm praying and I'm asking God, now I'm starting to question God. Do you actually love me? I'm starting to question. Like it really, the Holy Spirit was ministering to me and like what the, what the Holy Spirit does to me and I love it is when it's like the Holy Spirit's my therapist and like the Holy Spirit will ask me questions. The Holy Spirit will take me on a journey of my thoughts to really unpack the things that need to be unpacked. I realized that when God didn't answer my prayers, when God was not, you know, I'm praying, I'm fasting and he's not answering it. It made me feel like God did not love me. And here's the thing. If you are ever questioning God's love for you, then that means that is detrimental. Whatever you're going through, your mindset, whatever is detrimental to your relationship with God. And here on this podcast, the Church Board Confessions, I believe that I've been commissioned with the task, with the task to make sure that anything that is detrimental to your relationship with God needs to be addressed. And can I say something? Your perception of your trial, of your tribulation, whatever it might be, just like mine was, is the reason why your relationship with God is being harmed. And I know, I know you've heard this before. I know I've heard it before too. Uh, he's going to say it. I'm going to say it. Okay, I'm going to say it. I have to say it. That your problems are not your problems. They're, your, they're actually opportunities. You have to see them as opportunities. Ah, okay, whatever. I said it, right? It's so cliche. You've heard it a thousand times, you know, like, but, you know, hey, look, it's those things that you've heard a thousand times, those things that are cliche that there's a reason why they're cliche. Sometimes they're cliche because they're true. And so many people have found that to be true. So they continue to say it. Um, you know, I will say that, you know, me hearing it so many times hasn't necessarily helped me. And, you know, it probably inspired me for some time. But then, like, you know, like, how am I supposed to see this as an opportunity? What opportunity am I gaining from this? How? What? Like, what am I like? If, if you really don't see any open doors, if you really don't see how this is really helping you, like, it's really hard to see that, right? But if you will, allow me to just go deeper, right? Can can I go deeper? Can I can I explain? Can I break things down some more? Last week, um, towards the end of the episode, I mean, I'm talking about sovereign God's sovereign power last week, right? And towards the end of the episode, I made a statement, um, and I was talking about how in Mark chapter four, we were talking about Mark chapter four and the disciples and Jesus are on a boat. The storm is crashing into the boat, looking like they're about to sink. Jesus is asleep, right? They wake up, Jesus, don't you care that we perish? Jesus says, peace be still. We know this story, right? Um, and what I, the, the, the remark that I made was that Jesus was in the boat and Jesus being in the boat did not stop the storm from first initiating, the storm from first coming, right? It didn't stop that. Same way that God can be in your life, God is in your heart, God is in your boat. But that does not mean that you will not face the storms, does not mean that the storms will not come, right? But then when you start to think about it, it's just like, man, so does that mean that God, because Jesus was asleep because he was a man, but God does not sleep nor slumber. We know this, right? So does that mean that God, at, some, at, all, at all times, he's watching me, he's taking account for me, and he's watching me struggle like this? To someone who doesn't know the word of God, you would logically think, wow, God probably doesn't like me or God probably just is not worried about me. Does God love me? So then if God loves me, then why am I? Why do I have to endure such a thing? This is harmful to me. It hurts me. This is not cool. I'm not having fun. <laughs> this hurts. <sighs> so let's get into it. Let's get into it. The first step. 
that's going to help us endure these trials and tribulations is understanding that the trials and tribulations that we face are not in vain. I'm going to go to James chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 2. Um, James chapter 1, starting at verse 2. We're going to go to verse eight, but I'm going to stop at four first, you know, because we're going to we're going to break it down all together is two, two to eight. But we're going to break it down. So starting at verse two, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Did you hear that? That you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing count it all joy when you fall into various trials that may sound so crazy when james the author is telling you to count it all joy when you fall into these trials and these tribulations but what this thing is telling you is that you enduring these things are not in vain you going through these things are not in vain ultimately the way i see it is like this if we acknowledge God's sovereign power, right, um, and we acknowledge that he's never leaving us, nor forsaken us, and he's watching us as we go through the trials and tribulations of life, the way I see it is like God has his hand and it's just hovering over the peace be still button. For whatever reason, he's not pressing that button yet. He's just hovering over it. At any given moment, he can say, all right, that's done. You're done. At the appointed time, it's done. You're done. All right. Press the button. Peace be still. But for some reason, because that problem continues to persist, you've prayed with faith, you fasted, you've done all these different things, but that problem continues to persist. That means that God is not pressing that button. And what the scripture is telling us is that the, God is not pressing that button for a reason. For a reason. We're so focused all the time on, oh, my problem needs to end. My problem needs to end. I need deliverance. I need deliverance. And I'm not mad at you for that. You should always look to God, depend on God for deliverance from everything that you go through. But I'm telling you that sometimes, in some cases, when those problems continue to persist, they're persisting for a reason. They're persisting for a reason. And there's something, according to the scripture, that you can gain from. Gain from. Because when you let patience have its work, Make its perfect work. Then you can be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You, you reach a sense of spiritual maturity, a level of spiritual maturity where you understand. You reach a level of contention or contentment where you understand. You reach a level of understanding, oh, you know, God is with me. I, I lack nothing because God has everything. You reach a level of just, you know, your life, everything shifts to this to this state of wholeness and you may not see it and we don't see it that's why we continue to cry about it but in reality the reason why your problems are persisting is because god is using it to mold you into perfection and completion as we see in the scripture i didn't make that up as we see in the scripture james chapter one but you don't like that. Man, I'll be honest with you. There's been times I'm, I'm, I'm in my life and I'm having problems and I'm thinking, haven't I learned my lesson from this, God? Haven't I? Aren't, can't you finally push the peace be still button in my life? Because I've learned my lesson. I get it now. I've been in this problem for years. I've been struggling with this for years, God. I've prayed to you. I've came to you and you still have not fixed it. I'm struggling. It looks like it's about to be bad. It's, it looks like it's going to end bad, God. Why don't you end this? Why don't you press the peace be still button? And what we're doing is that we're striving with God. And I have to go to the scripture. This is a scripture that was just introduced to me 
Isaiah 45, verse 9. Woe to him, God speaking through the prophet Isaiah, woe to him who strives with his maker. Let the postures strive with the postures of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, what are you making? Or shall your handiwork say he has no hands? God is saying, who are you? <laughs> You're striving with me? God? <laughs> Does the pot strive with the maker, with the pot maker? He said, let the pot shirts strive with the pot shirts. But you, with the maker? Imagine you're in like ceramics class and like you're trying to form whatever you're trying to form, like a cup. And then the cup is saying, oh, no, you're not supposed to do that. Excuse you? <laughs> Excuse you. Woe to him. Woe to him who strives with his maker. You think that you're done, that you learned your lesson from, from whatever trial that you're going through. But you don't even know the beginning from the end like God does. You're not all knowing. But you swear that you know. You swear that you feel like you've had enough. You swear that it should be over now. God isn't done. The maker isn't done molding you in it. I'm saying you prayed. You've prayed. You've done it. You've checked the boxes. You've prayed with faith. You didn't doubt. You, you've, you, you've asked for deliverance. All the, you've asked for the strength to run faster to get to the finish line. But can I point something out to you? And this is the reason why this entire situation is different from what you might encounter, you know, in other places of your life. Right. You know, in other in other you know trials that you encounter, you say, God, please deliver me from it. And there's God will deliver from you immediately. Right. You know, when when Peter was walking on water, he began to drown. He called out to Jesus. Jesus yanked his hand and pulled him out immediately. There are some times where God just wants you to call on him and he'll save you immediately. But then there's other times. And it's highlighted in verse four. When he says, let patience have its perfect work. There's a word that stepped that 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 shot out in my face when I was reading this. Let patience have. It's perfect work. Let's allow. Hmm. Whoa. Allow? Let patience have his perfect work? Let yourself endure this time and let this time pass so then you will have this perfect work. Then you can get to this point of perfection and completion, lacking nothing. Let? What this tells me is that... <laughs> We're so used to trying to get to the finish line, but what it looks like in this in this state when God just wants us to endure the, the trials and tribulations is that we have to just endure it until the finish line comes to us. And that doesn't if you think about that, if you think about a race, that makes zero sense. Right. And that's why it's so hard for us. That's why when the Bible says, be still and know that I am God, it's so hard for us to be still because everywhere in life, if you want to get to the finish line, you run towards the finish line. But here God is telling you that the finish line will come to you and knock on your door when I say so. And I need you to be still and I need you to endure this time. I need you to allow this time to do its perfect work. That's hard. God is waiting. On the on the on the appointed time, he set the appointed time and he needs you to wait. He needs you to wait. Until he presses it at the appointed time. 
Because God said no. <laughs> you prayed and you asked God to deliver you. God said no. I'm not going to deliver you from it because there are things that um, I need to happen in this trial that are going to make you perfect and complete you. So no. So now what? Now what? I mean, we've asked for the strength. We've asked for deliverance. We asked for the strength to get to the finish line. We asked for deliverance to get us out of this race. But God doesn't want us to ask for deliverance in this context. Just ask for deliverance. No, that's not what he just wants us to ask for. There's something that he wants us to ask for. And we're going to see it starting in verse 5. Same same place. James chapter 1, verse 5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom. ha. Let him ask of God who gives to you all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. If he doubts, for if he doubts is like for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from from the Lord. He is a double minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let's break this down. There's two very big points. And what I just read, the first thing is this. God does not want you to just ask for deliverance because you've done that. You've been doing that. And the deliverance has not come and it's not come for a reason. Right. Because God is a sovereign power. If he wants to deliver you, all he has to do is press that peace, be still button. But now we see that God wants us to ask for something in particular. I always read this verse and I read, oh, you know, if anyone lacks wisdom, I, I would just read it as a standalone standalone verse if you want wisdom in life then you know what i'm saying just ask god for wisdom he'll give it to you but you have to look at this verse in context right of course if you want wisdom god will give it to you but then you also have to realize that he's saying that wisdom is the answer wisdom is the key to enduring the trials and the tribulations wisdom is the key to endurance so we need to ask for wisdom we need to ask for wisdom, not just deliverance, because God needs us to navigate this time of being still. God needs us to navigate this time of enduring because there are things that are going to happen in this time to make us, to mold us into this final product of being perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Mm. Hmm. We need the wisdom. We need that spiritual maturity to know that this is not in vain. We need that spiritual maturity to know that all things work together for our good. We need that spiritual maturity to know when God says go, when God says stay, when God says slow, when God says fast. And the second thing that's in this passage is faith. Because in order to get the wisdom, you have to ask God for it. And he said that God will give it to you liberally and without reproach. But you must ask with faith. You must not doubt. Remember, I told you this episode is for those who have faith. If you don't have faith, I'm going to tell you this. Faith comes from hearing, hearing of the word of God. I need you to be very serious about your devotion, very serious about the time that you take out every day to talk to God, to read his word, and to, and to have communion with God. Because it's you continuing to put that off that is hindering. If, if, if that's hindering your faith and you need faith to ask for wisdom, you need wisdom to endure now you understand why life is so tiring for you, right? A simple 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night to read your word, to read your word, and you don't do it. And you don't do it. 
and you expect to, to, to have the faith enough to, to, to talk with God and, and to ask things from God and not doubt. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, if you don't have faith and you are a child of God, man, phew, look what it says in verse eight. A double minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you do not have faith, you'll be unstable in all of your ways. You have to understand that this faith that we have initiates a strategy. You might think to yourself, man, like my faith is being tried and I have to use faith. Of course, because when your faith is being tried, that is time for your faith to perform. Understand that that's that's the key right there. That's it right there. When your faith is being tried, that is supposed to 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 put a light bulb in your head okay it's time to put this faith to work just like i'm at the gym and you lift that heavy weight that weight comes on you have to use your muscles you have to use your muscles and your muscles are going to get stronger from its activity from its performance right here's the playbook on how to endure faith to get wisdom wisdom to endure Faith to get wisdom, wisdom to endure. Faith to get wisdom, wisdom to endure. So right now, you've been asking God to deliver you from the situation. He has not delivered delivered you from it yet, right? So now what I'm telling you to do, get on your knees and ask God for wisdom. And when you ask God for wisdom, you use all the faith that you got in your body. And you don't doubt. I'm not saying ask God for for the wisdom on how you need to get out of it. No, 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 no. Ask God for the wisdom to endure. Ask God for the wisdom on how to navigate this time of being still. Hmm. Am I done? I think I'm done. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that this episode can help. Um. Let's go into prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for the time that you've given me to preach, the the, the word that you've given me to preach, Father God, that has even been a blessing to my own life. And I pray that it truly hits home for them. Lord, dig deep into their hearts, deep into their minds and brand yourself. Take your throne inside of their mind. There are people who are listening to this episode who were that close to giving up, who were that close to breaking down, who were just saying, I don't even know if God is on my side. I don't know if God loves me, whatever, curse God, whatever it might be. But now, Father God, they've been given a playbook. They've been given a game plan. They understand that some of the storms in their life have persisted because you've allowed it to persist. And you haven't allowed it to persist because you don't love us. You've allowed it to persist because there's something from this trial. Once we let this patience have its perfect work, At the end, we'll reach a state of perfection and completion, lacking nothing, oh God. Oh, a sense of wholeness, spiritual maturity, I tell you. Father, help us to reach this place, oh God. Reach this growth, oh God. To grow, to grow, to grow, to grow, to grow. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, if if this message has blessed you, I just, you know, I pray that, hey, Watch it on YouTube, like it, because now I'm hearing that if you like it, it like helps the algorithm so more people see it. But I'm more concerned with just making sure that if you have somebody that you know um, that needs to hear this and you're listening, um, send it to them, man. You know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, whatever else. 
send it to them. If it's somebody, if, if, if you don't know nobody that, you know, needs it, then whatever, right? But if you know somebody that needs this episode, make sure you send it to them and you tell them, hey, I think that this can really help you. And that'd be great if it was somebody that you even haven't hit, hit up in a while and, like, just let them know that, you know, you care. So I love you guys. Have an amazing week. Um, yeah. Peace.